You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11, hope you're all safe and well. Nah, that's the right bother saying anything else. We've got Bobby Gould, that's who we've got today. How are you, Bobby? I'm uh, three, two, good, thank you. (laughs) I've just took the dog out for a walk down to the beach because I live right on the um, river at the uh, channel um, coming out from Bristol. Yeah. Um, so it was pouring down with rain. So oh. uh, I got back up here as quick as possible. <laughs> oh, well. So, so all the blood's pumping now you've gone down to the beach and back. It, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I've also been up in the loft where I've got a little office. So I've got one. And I, on a bad day, my wife locks me in there. You know, she says, you stay with all your memories then. <laughs> That's like me. I'm in the garage. I mean, I'll, uh, yeah, exactly. And I've barricaded myself in today. But uh, anyway, how are you, Bobby? How's things in this sort of new world? we live in for you um very unusual Mm. very different who played for coventry city and celtic and scott and scotland and uh, it doesn't look as though we're gonna go this year my wife has been going since 2006 and she's never had a winter in the in great britain during that time Oh, brilliant! But you're you're all safe and well. You're, you're healthy. Touch wood at the moment. And a, a lot of people think that that, that is wood. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And have you been watching the football? You've been keeping up to date with all the football and behind closed doors stuff. I have uh, followed it very um, very closely. It's it's mm. a love. It's a passion. It's something that that never loses leaves you rush you know and watching england playing wales last night youngsters coming through um i i I just i just i just feel though if i was if i was playing and then if i was managing and coaching i couldn't play the way that they're playing at the moment these clubs really it's it's too much too much for me Mm. bringing a goalkeeper into to pass the ball across the box and everything 
uh, the duty of our goalkeepers used to be, and, and like Mervyn Day uh, uh, and my mate Bobby Ferguson, they, they were shot stoppers. They, yeah. made, they made great saves and they yeah. could kick the ball the length of, uh, of the pitch. And, uh, you know, when going into management, I went to Wimbledon and we had Dave Besson and somebody yeah. said, what does he do? I said, he can kick the ball from our half into their half. <laughs> That's all <laughs> we need. <laughs> that is all you need. I always get nervous. When when goalkeepers do the whole crossing and everyone crosses across the box and oh it gets me nervous, Bobby. This I've got my my grandson Jonathan Cernan, Matthew. Yeah. He plays for Altrincham at the moment. He was at Spennymoor, and I, I just find I just find Russ that some of the younger element like myself and Trevor Brookin and, and Billy Bonds, uh, the way we came through our own careers, we, we were played, Billy was at Charlton, Trevor was at West Ham, I was mm. at Coventry. We played in the A team or the B team, and then mm. we played in the reserves. And that's where how we built our, our knowledge, our understanding of, of wanting to be a professional footballer. But I just feel that sometimes now that the youngsters are not going to break into the top top bracket of being a professional footballer. Mm, yeah, it, it's sad. It's very sad when you see somebody coming over for twenty-eight million and fifty-two million. Where does the money come from? Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to come from anyone. Everyone seems to owe everyone millions nowadays, doesn't it? So yeah, it it's, is it's it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But um, but yeah, I mean. And, and obviously, you know, with obviously the football, obviously they've got the at the moment. There's no fans, and so you've got like, you know, artificial crowd noise or or just silence. What what tend you to do? You tend to sort of switch it off and just listen to just without the crowd noise, or no, I turn it right, I turn it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the wife talks to me then. <laughs> <laughs> turn it back up. Turn it back up. Full blast. No. Back, back up into the loft. <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Now that's the thing. I mean, it's it's um, but it's good. That there's I know it's I know it's not the same the football for the fans. Obviously, they can't watch it at the ground and stuff. But it's important that there's something going like that because it just makes everyone, you know, it's a bit of normality, isn't it? Football. Um, it is. It is. It, 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 we don't know where where it's all going to come to an no. end, though, Russ. That, that's no. that's the unfortunate thing. A lot of people are doing a lot of great work out there, and a lot of people are being attacked. And I say to people, having been in a management position, you go and sit in the hot chair. You go and mm. see what it's like to manage a football club. You go and manage um, the country and see what it's like. Yeah. All the decisions that you've got to make. You're not just making one decision. They're, they're, they're coming in ten to the dozen and. Uh, just at the right time, you, you, you've got you, you know you've got to be in a position of of saying the right thing and and doing the right thing, but that doesn't come very often. No, no, it doesn't. It's a, hindsight's always a great thing, isn't it? Oh, you know, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, I mean, and, and obviously, you know, for for the viewers that are watching, Bobby literally didn't. There was no fuss when it came to this this face this video conferencing stuff. Just straight on, straight on first time, Bob. I was so surprised. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> a pal, so am I. <laughs> You're going to be IT support for the Gould residents now. I mean, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Bobby can do it all now. I know. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I've got my grandson. I've got the, two, uh, the three granddaughters. One, one's living in New Zealand. She's a, a sports reporter now at, wow. uh, in Hawkes Bay. Bay. I've got two, two grandchildren, uh, Jessica and Libby. Of, they're at um, Bristol, which is about twelve miles away yeah. from where I'm living and everything. So, we, we've been we've, we've been blessed, Marjorie and I. We've been married for fifty three years. God bless. I don't know how. 
You've been the lot. You've been the lot for fifty-two of them. You've only just come down after lot. I'm brought to that, Ross. <laughs> oh bless you! But no, yeah, it's it's good, man. And as I said, it, it's fortunate we have technology to do like as you said, because um, I mean, just you, do, you know, you're in New Zealand and all that type of stuff. It's just it's easy nowadays, isn't it, to communicate with people now? It's it's phenomenal. I can take this uh, take this um, phone, put it in my pocket, travel what twelve thousand miles, yeah. take it out of the pocket. I can speak to my sons, Jonathan and and Richard, who's CEO of Surrey Cricket Club. You know, is in is in a great position and making sure that they, they they're going to become winners, both of them. And sure. they're, they're great lads, two lovely lads we've had, Marge and I, and, oh, uh, and two lovely grand uh, you know, grand grand four grandchildren. Yeah. Who, <laughs> two daughter-in-laws that we love fantastic oh brilliant that's lovely that's lovely and hope and hopefully one day you'll all be able to you know be back together and in a room without a screen and a phone it's ridiculous isn't it well we'll just bear we'll just bear on with it and make yeah make sure that nobody suffers too much Exactly, exactly. Anyway, we'll talk about the good old days now because obviously, you know, you've had a fantastic, yeah, it's a playing and managerial career, but obviously it's a West Ham channel. So we're only going to talk about the West Ham stuff mainly. Um, but I, but before you, before we, we, um, we started, you showed me all your, all your scrapbooks and all your, and all your stats books, Bobby. Let's have a look at them. They look, it looks incredible. Do you want me to uh, just yeah. turn around and run? Yeah. Uh, so I've got that scene, the one when I was going to join West Ham. I, I was leaving Bristol City and Gould Jens joins West Ham and everything else. And it was a great moment, a great moment. And yeah. one of the greatest things for us was when I walked into the uh, training ground and the, there was only one person in there and it, it was Bobby Moore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I just went and sat in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I called him Mr. Moore as well, Russ. Oh, bless. Uh, anyway, so... I've also got, uh, this is something that I kept throughout my my, oh. my lifetime, and it was through my granddad, Gould, um, who used to show pit, um, show uh, chickens in the Warwickshire area, and he taught me how to keep this, this diary going. And it, Bob, uh, Bob you, 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 your video's gone, your video's gone, oh. and your camera. Oh, is it? Oh, hold on. Yeah. Have you paid? <laughs> yeah, I've paid. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold on. Where am I? Put the meter. Put the meter back in. Fifty p. Um, I've gone back to the. Um, I've got. I've gone back to the uh, email. So what have I got to do now? Just, yeah, just, just, uh, just click on that button again, and it should take you straight back in, Bob. Okay. Straight Yeah. Oh, oh, press it. Oh. Bob's gonna come back. Press. I'm just gonna text him and tell him to press that Streamyard link again. Bless him. Oh, bless, bless. This, this is the wonders, and we're keeping it live, as you said. Um, let me just text him. Just click on that link on that link again, Bobby, and it'll take you in, and it'll take you back in. There we go. Anyway, Bob's is going to be back in a minute. Um, hope everyone is safe and well. Um, obviously, we've we're, we we're rapidly here. He is. He's, he's back. He's, back. he's back. He's... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I love that index figure. <laughs> Don't ever take that away from me. And it's not from picking my nose either. So. Yeah, exactly. So Bobby's got his fantastic journal, and it's like he was going to show us, and it's absolutely phenomenal because it look it's it just has all these games and all these goals. Yeah, and it, it started in 1962. 
So we went, we went all the way, uh, 1962. They were, they were telegrams. With my, I, met, I, I was sent by my parents and my grand, grandparents as well when I made my debris at um, Shrewsbury. Fantastic. That's incredible. And then it goes all the way through then, all the way through. Um, and then that's when I left um, West, when I left West Ham and I went to Wolverhampton Wanderers. So wow. I actually played in Europe. I played in Russia. Ar Ararat. Fantastic. Ararat. Wow. Yeah. I've got a lovely story. Have you got one? Have you got a minute? Bob, I've got as many minutes as you want for your stories. Okay. So we, we all travel over to Russia. We get off the plane, the West Ham lads, and all of a sudden these people, we're start trying to take pictures and these people are wrapping us on the, on, the, on the wrist. You know, we're not allowed to take pictures. Anyway, my roommate was Trevor Brookin. And we so we went up into the hotel, and this lady who sets at the end of the corridor, she was there. And we walked past her, and she directed us to our room. And I said, "What bed do you want, Trev?" He says, "I'll have that one." And I said, "I'll have that one." He pulled his back. There was a bed of cockroaches. <laughs> too late, too late, Trev. <laughs> too late. <laughs> so the people used to say to us, "Oh, I bet you love playing in Europe, don't you?" <laughs> But there we are. These are the experiences of people, you know, oh. only in the latter stages of your career and your yeah. life that you, you see the funny side of it. But I mean, you even you think it's changed. But I was interviewing Razor the other day and they were in Croatia and um they and it was just as bad then that was sort of the early 2000s late 1990s so it, nothing changes with all these sort of eastern Bloc and and uh and foreign <laughs> places oh it's brilliant man that's brilliant so so as, as we said obviously yeah as you said you, you know you joined from bristol city and you said it was a great great time and obviously as you said you walked into the change room and bobby moore was there it's like oh what <laughs> phenomenal phenomenal it really was and uh, it was actually put in a a plastic bag all over him. I said, what are you doing that for, Mr. Moore? He said, he says, I had a couple of lagers last night. And he said, I'm going to sweat it out. <laughs> so that was something I learned on my first day oh, at the brilliant. training ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did that, how did the transfer happen from Bristol City? What was like, the story behind it? Well, how long we got? <laughs> as long as you want, Bobby. Uh, well, I, I didn't get. I wasn't getting on very well with Alan Dix at uh, Bristol, uh, Bristol City. Um, yeah. He was great when I was at Coventry with him. He was the uh, Jimmy Hill's assistant, and uh, I went down there for to, for West Brom, and uh, and I was one of the senior professionals. And uh, and we we our our lives crossed, but we mm. didn't have that. Um, but we had a commentary and I, and I said after a while, I said, Alan, I says, I, I, I'd like to leave if possible. And he says, well, I'll accept that. And I explained his, my reasons. And, and anyway, so he, he, I was, I was in the dressing room and the secretary came down and she said, oh, oh Mr. Dix wants you. He says, well, I said, what for? He says, well, he's got something to tell you. And I went up, he says, oh, you're going to Norwich. I said, what? He says, you're going to Norwich. I says, well, who decided that you or me? He says, uh, well, I did. I said, well, uh, I'm not going. I don't want to go. Nor Norwich is too far. He says, well, well, think about it. So I went home and I, I said to the wife, we lived about 12 miles outside here in Portishead, which is beautiful. Mm. And I said, look, I said, I, I don't I, I don't want to I don't want to go to Norwich. It's too far across on the east, east side. Anyway, so uh, I went in the next morning. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going. He says, OK, then. So I went down. And I started training. Within a couple of minutes, somebody, somebody else, uh, his secretary came back down. She looked at me and I looked at her. So 
he, he wants you again. So I walked in and uh, he said, uh, what have you done overnight? I said, well, I just told the chairman of Norwich that I, I don't want to go there. He says, oh. He says, what? I said, why? He said, well, West Ham have bid 80 grand for you. I said, I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was at a time when all the floodlights were not allowed to be used during the evening. So uh, the West Ham reserves were playing at Tottenham and a gentleman called John Sillett, who was at Chelsea, Coventry and uh, number two to Iron Dicks. He drove me all the way up to um, White Hart Lane and I went into... Uh, uh, the stand and I was sat next to uh, Mr Greenwood and uh, we sat down and we had like 19 minutes of talking and watching the game and everything else and anyway so I thought oh, I've got to go I am going yeah. definitely going there there's no there's no problem about that so so I went down and I said to the secretary at Tottenham I said Could I use the phone to phone my wife because we didn't have mobiles then but <laughs> of course <laughs> 1973 we're talking about now so so I phoned up my wife, and, uh, you know, she's, she's, I said, look, Marge, we're going to West Ham. It's it. Don't say a word. I said, that's the club that I'm going to. And she said, um, what about wages? I said, what about wages? She said, well, how much are you going to get? I said, I don't know. We never missed with mine. I never talked about money. <laughs> so I went home on a Thursday, travelled back up on the Friday. I went up into Mr. Greenwood's office. I said, uh, Ron, I said, well, we did talk money. He says, what you want? I said, well, that's, that's a private thing. He said, he said, well, the lads are on £150 a week. I says, I'll have a piece of that. I went back down, got hold of the phone in the secretary. I said, I phoned my wife. I said, you're never going to double this. I said, I was on £80 a week at Bristol City. I says, we've got up to £150. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing she's praised me over with my wages <laughs> my contract. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, amazing. So, Oh, it's brilliant! I had to come up and make my debut. I made made my debut and everything else, and it was uh, it was something special. A, a great club, and the one touch football was second to none. John and and Ron and and the lads, uh, like Trevor Brookin and and Bobby Ferguson, who's, who became one of my best mates. It's out in Australia now, and it was a wonderful club to go to. At my age, I was like 28, 29 years of old. Yeah, and I mean, you know, is it? I think was it, I mean, you've got you've got the stats. I think it's about six. Is it sixty-one appearances or something like that? So, going, going down there, yeah. And I, I would say, <laughs> I'd say somewhere in the region of uh, 19, 19, 21 goals. It, yeah, uh, yeah. One in, one, one in three, which wasn't good enough. I was a one in two merchant, to be oh. perfectly honest. But Coventry, <laughs> I had a, a 80, 80 games and forty goals. So Jimmy oh, was wow. very proud of me then. Oh bless! <laughs> I was a baby in arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, as you said, like that that sort of period in in your career to to play for West, obviously play with some, is it Bobby Moore and as you said, Brookins and things like that. It, it must have been like an incredible experience because just because it's just you know it is West Ham, as you said, it was the players and the football. It just sort of suited you really in terms of your uh, your playing style. Yeah, but everybody looked at looked at Ron and said, "What have you taken him for?" You know, but. I had a love. I had a love. I had a passion. I I, I love being in the dressing room, and uh, you know, and, uh, wherever I went, you know, the people, managers. And I was reading one of the articles this morning that Bill McGarry says, "Gordy in the dressing room is something special," you know. And and for people to say that, you know, like it, it was great. And we and I, I I love being in that dressing room, and it was yeah. some, something, you know, all the different lads in there, different ways and different different mannerisms and everything else. And to, we all wanted to win wherever we went. 
Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, you know, we and they used part of the obviously the the seventy five you know FA Cup winning squad. Obviously, using the squad for that game. Um, what's it like being at Wembley? You know, being a player at an FA Cup final. I know you obviously didn't come on, but in terms of being part of the squad and stuff, horrible was it? <laughs> they gave me the number twelve shirt, Paul. I know. Patsy Holland, I'm still trying to get the number 11 shirt off him after all these years. I'm, talk- yeah. I- I'm talking to him Monday, I'll have a word. <laughs> you tell him, Goldie, Goldie wants that number 11 shirt ASAP, all right? The little, he, he stole it off me. And we played at Aston Villa. In yes. A, a, Aston Villa. And I was useless. I was useless. I came off the pitch and my wife said, what were you doing today? She said, "You were all, you, it wasn't the Bobby Gould I know. And I said, I know that. Anyway, I got lucky. I stayed in the team when we, when we played Chelsea in the, at Chelsea in the replay. Separate against Ipswich. And we, we played well that night. We, and, and Sparrow, do you know who Sparrow is? No. Oh, Sparrow is... is is the goal scorer of all these goals, Alan Taylor. Oh, okay. Because that's the thing. I, do you know what? It's like so funny because I interviewed, you know, like uh, Martin Allen. Uh, no, it was Tony Gale. I was interviewing Tony Gale. And Tony Gale went through his 11, but he did it as the nicknames. And yeah. I didn't have a clue who these people are. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I've got him in goal, stretch, and a reg. And I was like, what? Anyway, yes, yeah, Sparrow. Well, okay. Spar- do you know why it's Sparrow? No, no. If, if you ever get a chance, tell him to pull his trousers up because his legs are like sparrows. <laughs> Birds, <laughs> not the two-legged ladies, but birds. They were so thin, it was unbelievable. Anyway, Sparrow got two goals that day, and uh, and we, we were all in the bath, and we were all singing and everything else. And you know, you just started to think about Wembley then, and yeah. oh, um, my, my dream, my dreams were were fading quite quickly because John, you know, Patsy Holland. They, 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 if, it was it was right that he'd be selected, but uh, it it did hurt. Yeah. We win it two 0 Sparrow's got those two goals, and about ten minutes, twelve minutes, fifteen minutes from the end, I had a bad coffee. You know, I was coughing. <clears throat> you know, like the old dugouts at Wembley. You used to have the managers on the front row and the players on the back row and the physios <laughs> and all that. Well, I was coughing like there was no tomorrow. And do you think Ron and, Ron and John had turned around? Not one. Nah. Bleak did I am from them. They never looked around and said, and, and if they added, and I said, well, can I go on for 10 minutes? Because <laughs> yeah. I have now got history. I've yes. Won, I've won the FA Cup as a manager. Indeed. I've won it as a player, but I've never been on the field of play. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I've never been. The only time I was on the field of play was when we played Derby County in the. Uh, uh, in the, in the, in, at, um, at Wembley again, when we went back to play in the pre-season game, and oh, uh, charity shield, yeah, yeah, Alan Taylor, uh, uh, not Alan Taylor, um, who was it again? Bill, Billy, uh, Billy Jennings, and I, we got subbed about 70, 72 minutes, so we started to walk off it, and got we got to the tunnel, and we'd walk behind the tunnel, and we, you know, a bit disappointed and everything. I says, Jilly, uh, and he had, he had another name as well, Jilly, because he was always in front of a mirror combing his hair. We thought he was like a lady. Anyway, I said, do you know what, Jilly? I says, we're not going to get our medals or, or, or plaques or what. And he says, why? I says, because we'll be in the bath. <laughs> so, 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 so Wembley wasn't a good place for me in, in that region of uh, no. taking medals and everything else. But... Uh, 
1988 was something special as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know, you've you've got, you had that you had that sort of accolade, and and that was amazing. Obviously, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. No. 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 But it's it's something that you know. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends still connect. Actually, we probably know. I probably we probably have the same people we know because of Wimbledon. I know a few people in, in the Wimbledon sort of setup now. So, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, an incredible achievement, you know, and it's uh, and it, it's weird to think. You know, for a club like the size of West Ham, for example, you know, obviously it's after 75, obviously we won it in 1980 and we've done bugger all since, you know, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you swore then. That's I know. That's I know. How, how much would you have fined getting sworn at if you was at West Ham in the, uh, what was the, what was the, what was the fines? Was there any fine system for swearing or anything like that? No, not really. We were, we, they were all too nice. I had, I had one experience. Okay, so um, it's, it's, I had one experience. I was travelling. I used to commute because the house property fell out the, um, uh, in London and, and in Bristol. Yep. And I couldn't sell my ha- lovely house down here. So um, I was travelling up. I'd get up at five o'clock, at four or five o'clock in the morning, drive all the way up and everything else, or get on the train and go to Paddington. And then, you know, after about three, a couple of months, Trevor Brooking came up. He says, Gordon, he says, would you like to come and stay with me and Hildell? I said, oh, that would be very kind. He said, yeah. He said, next week, he says, when you come up, he says, bring your, bring overnight clothes and, you know, you come back home with us. So I did. I, we, we trained, got in the car, went home. Hildell, you know, and it was lovely the way, way we looked after us. Because Boogaloo's like tea, a teetotal, you know. So yeah. he said, I'll get us a Coke because I don't think neither. So we both had a, key, a drink, Coke. He says, oh, I says, oh, I better go bed. You know, you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable. So I walk upstairs, go into the bedroom, draw the curtains, and the curtains fall down on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, oh, oh my goodness, what, what have I let myself in for? And so I go downstairs, I train very quietly. I said, Trevor and Gilbert talking. I said, I'm ever so sorry, Trevor. I said, but the, the, the curtains are just all down. He said, I said, can we have a school driver? And no, 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 no. Go, Hilda, go and get the, uh, to- uh, the utensils and the, and the hammers and the screwdrivers and all that. So she did. And Boogaloo said, he said, uh, he said sit down, Goldie, we'll have another. Another um, coat. I said, "Well, what about who's going to?" He says, "Oh, Hilga does all all the DIY." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I sat there. We sat there having drink, and she came down. It's all fixed for me. <laughs> so boogaloo, boogaloo, and the curtains falling down. Oh, amazing. It sounds, it's almost like one of those episodes from Only Falls and Horses, you know what I mean? It's like, you can imagine Del Boy doing that and just oh, everything yeah, falls. Yeah, yeah, it's coming down all on top of you. Oh, no, thank oh you. brilliant. Right, anyway, let's go and talk about your 11, Bobby. So obviously, everyone we have on the channel, whether it's an ex-player or a fan, they they give their hammers 11. And for the players, it's, it's based on the players they played with during their time at West Ham. And you obviously played with some incredible people. So I'll be really interested. And I imagine there's some tough decisions as well. But as a manager, you've been used to making those tough decisions with selections. So I, um, I'll be interested. So um, we'll start off in goal. Who will be in goal for the Gould Hammers 11? Um, out of two. Um, yeah. Fergie used to be with roommate. Yeah, and wherever we travel, Scandinavia and all that, we shared a room together and everything. But I've got to say, I love you, Fergie, but Mervin Mervin gets a nod. Mervin, yeah, Mervin. Mervin was brilliant as a young lad as well, going into uh, um, the sticks as we call it. He, he was, he, he was, uh, he was 
sensible. He was he was very very calm and very collected, and I respected mm. him. And he and he made great saves at great times, and that is a sign of a good goalkeeper. Fester, oh, Fester, I'm sorry, pal, but uh, you know that's that's one I have to give to Mervyn. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what formation are we playing, Gordy? What oh, formation? Oh, four, four, don't walk about with me. Four, four, two. Four, four, two. Four, yeah. four, two. That's what we like. That's yeah, what we yeah. like. Right. Right, let's um, go left left back then. Who's going to be left oh, back then? Oh, uh, his, son, his son manages Chelsea at the moment. Frank. <laughs> Frank Senior. Scored some great. He scored some great goals. A video I was watching the, uh, a few weeks ago, and he, uh, Trevor Brook inflicted up, and he's, he's hit, hammered it um, in, mm. into the corner. Frank was a great, great left back, you know, and he, he got good pace. You know, not very often he got turned around and, and got a good chase into. You know, it was a, a situation of uh, you know being a left back and enjoying the role. But I, he was more right footed than, than he was left footed. Yeah, and it's it's a shame I think because doing this channel, obviously, you know, he talks to lots of different players and fans, and and, and Lampard Senior comes up loads in discussion, and it's weird because I think you know he's not for someone who's played so many games for the club, he's never put in. You know, when people refer to the West Ham greats, you know, it's always Bobby and, and Jeff and Martin, and he's always like full fourth, fifth, and actually, you know, he. He was, you know, I just don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. You know what I mean? As a as a West Ham player um, in the modern day, like now, for example, yeah. um, might be because of his son, and and obviously I think what happened with him and Harry. But I just think it's you know on the playing ability alone, six seven hundred games for the club, it's just phenomenal. You know, phenomenal, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Right, okay, let's go. Let's go right back then. Let's go to the other side then, Bobby. Sweaty, sweaty. Do you know who sweaty is? No, sweaty, sweaty McDowell. <laughs> Never got, sweat, never got a sweat on. <laughs> never, got, never got a sweat on. Good lad. Yeah. Um, it was that good. I gave him the opportunity to go into management. Um, one of my coaching staff at Bristol Rovers. Oh, wow. When I was became manager. He came down. He, he, loved, he, loved, he loved coming down to Bristol and came down with his family and lived in the same village as I did. And Brilliant. It, it really, he, he, I, I had a lot of respect for John. Really um, good, good lad. Good, fo- loved the club. Um, uh, was he was a solid, he was a solid right back. Yeah, and if I think that's hear, if you hear any news, a noise in the background, it's a good lady. She's just shutting the door now. That's all right. No worries. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. No problem. Is that the? Uh, so he's, she's going to lock you in this room now instead of the yeah, uh, instead yeah. of the attic now. So yeah, no, yeah. it's usually dogs. That's usually what we get. We usually get these dogs. I'm going to start a new series in this on this channel. Players and their dogs. I've seen Frank Frank McAvenny's got his two massive bloody dogs, and he's so funny. I've never had a, an animal, but my son who went back after us, uh, New Zealand, he said, Dad, yeah. would, you, would you like to have uh, Margie for us? Not really, I said. He said, yeah. well, you've got him, Dad. <laughs> so, he's a, he's a Kiwi dog. He's lovely. He's oh, a, brilliant. got a great nature. Uh, nature. Oh. Yeah, they are all right. Yeah, we've got we've, we've had one, and actually, since lockdown, bless her, she's got a lot better because obviously we're here all the time, so she's so chilled out. It's lovely. Right. Anyway, let's go move into centre halves. Then, Bobby, who's your first centre half? Mister Mister Bobby Moore. Yeah. Yeah. No. What can you What can you say? And it, it, it was it, for West Ham. For West Ham, he was brilliant. You know, he really yeah. was. Um, 
I was just overawed when I went to that into that dressing room. And of course. He said, some, he said some lovely things about me. To what you know, he says like when we walked in, when I walked in, he says he, he didn't realise how enthusiastic and passionate I was. You know, wow. wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be going in the same dressing room as Bobby? <laughs> of course. But I just think yes, the, that was the man, wasn't he? He was so humble. He didn't. I don't think he realised. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. You know, and then going to. Uh, Fulham like he did. And mm. We lost him too early, to be perfectly honest. Yes, of course we did. Yeah, we lost him too early. Yeah. All right. More rows in then. Bless him. Um, who's he going to partner? Tommy Taylor. Tommy Taylor. Mm. Oh, I like Tommy Taylor. Get in. Yeah. Head, head it. Clear it. Mark him. It, it, you know, he, he was everything you would wish for. And, was, you know, Bobby and him were, you know, Tom came through really quickly, but there was a good pairing there. You know, you, you look for balance and blend and that that, that back four I'd, I'd settle for that back four mm. yeah definitely definitely and it's funny now is it because it's like now with diff with like particularly fullbacks for example you know where back in the days you said you had lampard you had mcdowell you had sort of defenders they're defenders first isn't it and it's like yeah. now now they're not and we wonder why teams get turned over six seven you know like this weekend because they don't defend anymore it seems they're too busy attacking yeah, was, there's no, there's so much space behind the yeah. fullbacks, and that's where the balls, you know, and people got people running on in, into those areas, delivering balls into crosses, and the, the, the lad that's improved, improved, and I've is impressed is is Grealish, yeah, the Aston Villa. Yeah. He's, he's done a great ball yesterday in, in, in for the centre forward to, yes. to head home, and uh, great respect for him. But but there's so many of them st stepping out of line at the moment, and a few fines would have been around if I'd have been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think actually I think what I think what's what's a detriment to the game is because it's become this sort of suit. It's almost it's almost super professional now. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're so. There's no personalities in the game now. Do you know what I mean? It just seems. I mean, I mean, like for example, yeah, you guys are the crazy gangs, and you know, and I, you know, I've interviewed Razor and John Munker and all these sort of personalities. You don't get that in the modern day now. Um, yeah, but I read an article in the Daily in the Daily Mail yesterday about reserve, sure. about, about reserve teams, hmm. and where 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 I came out from Coventry City I, I played in the B team I played in the A team I played in the reserves and then I played in the fourth first team and then I, you come through the ranks yeah. it's not it's not happening you know West Ham had one of the best youth policies that you could ever wish for at certain times in in, in the period that they were but now you know it, it, I just I just think it's it, it's not the game like you are trying to say was it's not the game that we know and you know with grey hair, I might be an old fogey, but I know what I, I know what I love and I know what I see. Yeah, and and I I, I don't see what I, I I used to see in the excitement and people getting. And I learned a, a lovely ex experience at West Ham. John John Law says, Gordy says, you're not playing off a big centre forward. Go and play out wide right. I said, what do you mean play wide right? I said, he said, get your heels right. I said, what do you mean get your heels right? He says, so I'll get my heels right. And, and what it was, I could see the ball and the, and the fullback. And that's what I said. That's an education. You say that to mm. a winger, to a, a, like these overlapping fullbacks, and they wouldn't know what that is. No. Get to the width, and uh, and it was some, it's something that your education and when you come into playing football, and you, I took that with me for the rest of my life. You know, if I was coaching mm. now, I'd say to the wide right and wide left players, get your heels white, and you can see all yeah. the all the field of play. 
Yeah. And you think nowadays, if someone did that, they would tear up the league because the other team would know how to how to work with that. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you played, as you said, four four two, two proper like wingers, no use this overlapping and just, you know, good wingers getting it down the byline, crossing it in for a big man. I don't think the modern day player would know how to cope with that because it's uh, like, and it's something that you got from West Ham, and I, what I got from West Ham was one touch football below high, mm. high. and then you got Harry Redknapp and, and John Sissons. They used to play wide left and wide right. They've got their heels right, but at the same time, you, you, uh, at the same time, the, the, when they were going to hit the near post. They were running and they were 20 yards out for goal. Nowadays, fullbacks and wide people want to curl them in. It's not the right time. You've got to hit the back. From our old day, working days, you've got to hit the back first, uh, back post first. And then you're looking for people to, well, that's where I lived. I lived in a six-yard box. And I, I sniffed them out. Oh, well, that's dropping there. I'm going to have a piece of that. And But, yeah. that's what, but now everybody's trying to whip them first uh, across the near post. And that's the, the old West Ham theory, but it is not the right time to deliver. Mm, yeah. So, and as a goal scorer, I, I get very passionate about that because I, yeah. I think if I'd have been on the end of that, I, 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 there's no chance because the centre half is running running side by side and that they can yeah. intervene in, in clearing the ball quite easily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Anyway, let's let's move on to the the wingers. Let's let's go to the the left left midfield, left wing. Who are we going to have for the Goldhammers eleven? Keith Robson. Keith Robson. I loved him. Yeah. As a young as a young, young man, you know, great, great. You know, he was overawed when he came down, and we got on well together. And uh, his education of coming to uh, West Ham was 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 fantastic. And he had a great career going on to Norwich as well. And I, I just. Yeah, there was something I, me and Robbo had, you know, and it's a, a personal thing, but you know, as mm. a friend. Yeah, exactly, and that obviously helps if you've got, got a good friendship connection on the football pitch as well, doesn't it? In terms yeah. of understanding. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, yes. He looked at me as a as a senior partner, rightly so. <laughs> right, who's going to be on the other wing? Who's going to be on the right wing then? Uh, the right midfield. I, 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 I haven't quite made my mind up, but. I liked a fella called Harry Redknapp out there. I heard of him. I've heard yeah. of him. He, well, yeah. me and him, me and him shared a, a room at Lillishaw when um, we were invited there with uh, Alf Ramsey for the under 18 players for England. Wow! And, I, and Harry and I slept in the same bedroom, and at night we were woken up by we thought it was ghosts, but it's all the other lads frightening us with these great big poles on the window and everything. So <laughs> so me and Harry go back a long, long time. But his pace, the way he used to, he could whip the ball in as everything, you know, and, uh, I, I, and that was like Ron Greenwood and, and John Sissons and getting in on there, Jeff Hurst and everybody else, and Martin Peters coming into the box late. That was just phenomenal football, attacking yeah. football. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's it, you know, people refer to the West Ham way, but that really was, wasn't it? It was fast, attacking, quick, quick football. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's lovely. Because obviously in lockdown, you get to watch a lot of, old old footage but footage from from, from other decades i wasn't around to see and it was it's lovely to see that and, and also you know what what i don't appreciate which i've appreciated more was you know the you know it, it, all the pitches weren't bowling greens like they are now you know what i mean they were absolute mud baths yeah 
it was a few weeks ago when we had West when, when we were on West Ham and I I was actually playing you know and uh, it was I think it was five two five two we won yeah. if I'm not mistaken and you know it was, and those pitches people would never believe them Russ no. would they you know rolling them and and everything else it was it, they were they they were dreadful pitches but we we just wanted to play football. Of course, yeah, exactly. And uh, but I've always, you know, how like they do like um, simulation games of of player. It's usually like you know uh, two boxers from different eras. I'd like to do that with like footballers, just seeing what you guys would do simulation on you know the bowling green of London Stadium and stuff. Because I just, and vice versa, you know, I get messy on one of those on that Stamford Bridge. You know, mud and uh, mud and sand pit, and see how he, he works for them. But it'd be interesting. But uh, no, it's absolutely amazing, amazing what was happening. Right, let's move into mid central midfield. Then, who is your first central midfielder? Then, Mister Gould, um, I've got a two there for you now, and uh, I'd go everywhere with them if they ever decided to come back and play football again. It would be Trevor Brooking and Billy Bonds. Yeah, they were uh, great, great lads, great lads, great people, lovely yeah. people. And uh, uh, it was um, a scenario of uh, Bonzo being a great skipper and, and, and leading from the front. And when he used to run Paul long distance on pre season, he was phenomenal. Boogaloo, because he, yeah, that was it. But you got Bonzo and Boogaloo in there. And, yeah. And Trevor was a very gallant talent. He, he was actually what they call a number 10 now is it was trevor playing in that position not you know and he, but he great balance he had wonderful balance and you know with ron greenwood he let the if you ever watch him again in one of those games just yeah. watch him when the ball's being played for him he, he turns his body and he lets the ball roll across him yeah that's he, what it, yeah he doesn't touch it he no, that's like the first touch. He, he, he doesn't have that first touch. He just lets it roll, and it, it's a, it's you know you think to yourself, oh here he goes again, boogaloo. <laughs> Great. But man. he used to put his tongue in the corner of his mouth, didn't he? That's that's what I, like that. You know, yeah, he's yeah. like you watch him, and again, you know, he's going to do the little turn because the yeah. tongue would go. He's like his little poker tail, bless him. But yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, him and Bonzo, and obviously Bonzo being his henchman, you know, <laughs> Brookings' henchman, he's heavy. If it ever got anywhere, he'd sort, he'd sort it out, or Bonzo. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's legendary. His his level. Of, I mean, he still looks as fit as a fiddle now, but he does. It's incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he's a he's a nice person as well. But mm. don't tell anybody that. No, no. Everyone says it. He's like he's he's the most humble, quiet, shy oh. man, and then he became this terrier and he crossed over the line and. It's um no, he's a he's a wonderful man. Right, okay, let's go up front then, Bobby. Who's gonna be your first striker? Who's gonna get the goals? Um Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor. Great record. Yeah. Great record. Where did he come from? There was a club up north that he came from. All of a sudden we thought, who is he? <laughs> Somebody had done that homework, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and then he just yeah, I mean he was a, it was a he was I mean, I've I've watched a lot of the lot of, sort of the, the goals around uh, that time, and uh, yeah, just had a knack, didn't he, as well? And it was you said it like <laughs> it just. But I mean, as I said, even even then days, it, they just people just picked these players from different clubs. You know, obviously we used to buy a lot from Scotland, like Mr. Ferguson and stuff like that as well. And um, yeah, you you've got you've got good scouts. Like yeah, I, I loved I loved the challenge of going out. I, 
I went, I had a lad called Brian Eastig who was with me at Coventry. And I said, um, and when I went to Coventry, I said, Bostick, I said, I'm looking for a left back. He said, one at wheel stand. I said, oh, yeah. So I said, phone my wife. I said, we're going out. What do you mean going out? I said, we're going down to Yodel, watch wheel stand play. Oh, you know, that'd be nice. A nice restaurant down there. Anyway, so I get into, I get into the Yodel ground. It's on a sliding pitch, like on a, on a slope like that. And we was in the director's box after five minutes. I said, come on, we're going. She said, what do you mean? We're going. You're rude. You're ignorant. You are. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I've made my decision. So this this number seven had been tackled by Wilson's number three. Boom. Yeah. Oh, what a attack. The foot and the wing had virtually landed in my lap on the director's box. So I thought, I'm having names. So I went back the next day and I paid 22500 for a fella called Stuart Pierce. Heard of him, yeah. Heard of him? <laughs> yeah. 22 and a half grand and he uh, what what he was he was, he was fabulous he really was yeah. and he's and he's i mean he's he's I, I don't think it's a surprise that he's obviously back in the west ham coaching setup and we just we seem so defensively sound at the moment last two games we have particularly but he makes a he, he's made a big difference um it, old Pearson. Uh, tell them I'm available if they want a coach, uh, attacking coach, will you? Yeah, we'll have a word. We'll have a word with Mr. Okay, Lewis. Right, well, I'm, I'm, well, I, th- I think I think I think he's back in work now. I think David's because he was being self isolating for the last two weeks. Yeah, hasn't yeah. He? Bless him. Well, tell me, <laughs> tell me I'm available. <laughs> yeah, God's available. He's available. Yeah. Do you know, I, I don't think we've got an attacking coach because you think we've got Kevin Nolan, we've got Piercy, we've got the goalkeepers coach. So you never know. No, you never know, just, Bob. Just let Get, them know. I'll keep them. I'll keep them laughing as well. Yeah, get your boots off. There you go. You never know. Right, who's going to be the who's going to be the final piece of this eleven? Then who's going to be your it's, last striker? It's got. It's, there's only one. I'm sorry if if you're not going to allow him, but it's Jeff Hurst. Oh, of course you're going to. Why would you? Think? Of course, going to allow him, Mister. Well, like, it wasn't my plane area. Yeah, but no, we allow it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, have you read his autobiography? No, I haven't. I've I've literally oh, wait, got yeah, lots to read. He mentions me. When we Do you? Do you... Sack at <laughs> do you do you read an autobiography or do you just go to the back and look for your name and read those bits and or do you no, read the no, whole thing no I'll, I'll send you a copy of mine if you want uh, no yeah. <laughs> it's a good book i enjoyed reading it the other day oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no it's uh, re- I, I, I just like Jeff. I've got Jeff sorted the biography. I've got Bob Wilson's, and we're big, big mates and everything. And again, yeah. I, I, I just love, I just love, I love being involved and 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 then seeing how they they resolve their lives after coming out. And the, the greatest thing for Jeff, you know, what, where he came from, what he did, what he mm. achieved, and and fant- it was fantastic. And as a goal scorer, you know, it's a phenomenal record that he's yeah. uh, international level and club level. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but he's a, he's a great, great lad as well. Great lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob, man, it's been it's been lovely chatting to you. It's been lovely. I said forty five you know minutes. You know what? what? We're, we're 40, 44 minutes and fifty four seconds, and 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 it's, that's the first half. <laughs> yeah, we've got right. Where's the oranges? <laughs> get 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 the wife back in there. Go to the door with the oranges. I told, <laughs> but I said forty five minutes, and I was, and I and I promised you forty five minutes, and that's yeah, what we did. Yeah. So we're quite okay. good. Bobby, man, it's been lovely talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for your time. Russ, it's nice to see your face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not your wife's. What? <laughs> 
the door's shut so we can say it the door anyway thank you so much and obviously thank you to everyone who's watching it whether on youtube or on podcast he says wherever it is give it a share give it a like for me and bobby take care everyone stay safe come on your wines and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone see ya bye bye everyone bye bye sports social podcast network lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.